Welcome back to Fantastic Pains and How We Hide Them. I'm not Chris. And I'm not Karina. But we're here together. As usual. Indeed. And this month is Ehlers-Danlos Awareness Month. Yay! So we are here with all the fun times to tell you about why you should consider having EDS. Maybe it's more about spotting EDS or understanding it. Wait, we're not trying to sell it? No. No? No one's going to buy it. Oh. Well, I thought there was like a quota. We had to sell it to like so many people. No, that's a In whole order other to thing. get rid of our EDS. <laughs> that's not how it works. <laughs> I've, I've handed it out to 50 people and I still have the EDS. When do, when do my referrals count towards my... <laughs> my monthly my, membership? Yeah. Oh, no. I've gotten enough people into EDS now. Okay. <laughs> goes towards your deductible yeah (laughs) all right but yeah we're going to be talking about what eds is Mm -hmm. and we'll talk about the month of yep and uh kind of things to be looking for and then some open letter type stuff at the end yeah hopefully yes if all goes well we're a little um slap happy well and we have really long weekly recaps yes because all hell broke loose again still some more yeah. I thought all hell was already out, but like more hell came out. And I was like, what? No one closed the door behind the other hell. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. But yeah, that's our plan for the day. Indeed. So I guess that brings us to the time. And it is time for the weekly recap. Check in. <laughs> yes. Um, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? I'll go first. Okay. I did a lot this week. <laughs> Unfortunately for me, yes, I felt I didn't realize that it was the same week that I did the tooth thing. But mm-hmm. saw a dentist on Tuesday or Monday and had them pull one of the bad teeth, and then they put in a bone graft, and they did something that makes it not happy because it's still not happy. Yeah, I don't under- I don't understand it, but whatever, it is what it is. <laughs> I'll move forward <laughs> until With an it gets itchy, owie gum. Oh, it's driving me nuts, uh, and my sinuses are like all. Oh, sensitive to the pollen right uh-huh. now so i'm like sneezing and sneezing hurts and oh. it's just not fun Bad it's no good um what else did we do we i did a lot of work on the channel this week yep like a lot yeah we're kind of revamping and getting ready to push it for the summer because mm-hmm. um, we'll have a lot more time between the two of us and then um more time to create more time to edit more time to put stuff out there and see what we can do yeah exactly we We'll have to rearrange the room a little bit. I have an idea on how to fix that. <laughs> Will that bring about the end of season three? No. Because it won't quite. be visible. They won't notice it. It's just for us. Because this room's kind of a mess. Oh, true. <laughs> so it'll be less of a mess when I'm done. Yeah, it's all studio back there with all the cables and stuff. <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't get to see it. It's gross. It's icky. I'll show you one day. <laughs> Do not. After we fix it, you can show them. Okay. All right. Good. Um but yeah, <laughs> it's we're talking, pretty. we did like a new um icon. And we did. I logo. had to edit. I had to edit uh, an advertiser-friendly episode to send out on this ad, like promotion for the for us <laughs> to get more people in. Because it was doing really well, and then it did. It was doing great. People were really liking it, yep. and then somebody flagged it because we said naughty words. Mostly me. And I had to re- remove all the naughty words. And unfortunately for everyone, <laughs> they'll never get to see it unless you find the ad. If you find the ad, click on it. If you get the hour and 30 minute one, it's hilarious because I just dub over her. For half of it, I was just like, anytime she would swear, I would come up with my own thing. So I'd be like, that effing hurt. That really, really hurt. 
<laughs> it was just like but I always left monotone. The, I tried to leave the beginning of the, the word so that you could hear those like <laughs> you for know really for freely really. yeah freely it freely hurt so we did that set up the ad campaign and done did the, the editing of the Harper episodes yeah which was a lot yeah. like hopefully by now you guys have seen them um and enjoyed them yeah our saturday and wednesday because it was it was a lot of footage it was, it was four plus hours four and a half which is a lot. and i cut it down to two and a half that's crazy yeah yep but part two i loved because i was like i don't know it was a different dynamic for sure because we weren't like we already we didn't have that like pre-established relationship mm-hmm. and so it was very interesting going into um, but I like the second half a lot because he's a lot more comfortable. Oh yeah, and so the flow is really nice. Mm-hmm. Not to mention your editing is immaculate. I try. So I've done a lot of editing recently. Yeah, because we did. Well, we did a new trailer mm-hmm. for the for the site too. Yep, which you won't see if you're already subscribed. Ha-ha. All this work I've done is for new people. <laughs> I'm not neglecting the the people who have been here from the beginning, but I am. Sorry. Just for, just for now. Just a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Um, oh, we also learned that <laughs> our Spotify. <laughs> Crystal, <clears throat> you didn't tell me. You should have told me. <laughs> I was going through the Podbean, checking out all our episodes, and I found a couple, I think it was five, that were just the entire recording session, like the, like, hour and 20 minutes we goof off beforehand <laughs> the like stupidity that comes before the next half yep. and aftermath and they were just uploaded and crystal <laughs> didn't tell us like, oh, it was fine. i mean as long as you enjoyed them they're fixed now <laughs> i can repost them later somewhere be like crystal selection no that's that's what we're gonna do we're gonna get our like patreon yeah that'll be patreon only the fucking around bits yeah yeah um oh you had a you had a david Oh my well. god. That's sorry. I did pain management. That's the big one. I have mm-hmm. a lot to say about yeah, this because there's okay. a lot to it. Because he only told me parts of the story. He wanted my real reaction. Yeah. Well, you've heard the most important parts of it already. But we went into the new clinic and we were super early this time because we were on time last time, but not the 30 minutes before when they could just schedule us 30 minutes prior. I don't right? understand why they. Anyway, <laughs> doesn't sense. make sense, but. I'm going to have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, we waited for an hour um, and we saw some of the staff members from New Health that knew us. We saw them walking around in the back and Jen's like, I can't believe that they're here. And I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> I can't believe it either. And we, uh, they took us back and we got to see um, two of the nurses that we knew and mm-hmm. then Denise, the head nurse from New Health. Yeah. And they all hugged us. They were so excited to see us again. And I was like, yes. Yay. I, I feel less like anxious there now, right? Because you know the people, and it's for not years. like for years. Yeah. And Denise came in. <laughs> she shut the door behind her. Was like, okay, so this is what happened. <laughs> and we got the down low on why New Health closed so suddenly. Um, it was something to do with going bankrupt, like eight million dollars of debt at a pain management clinic from people who were working overseas. Money laundering. It's what it sounds like. I'm just, I'm just yeah. Um, so there were three partners outside of Denise, who was a partner yep. on this project, and they live in another country, and they closed it while she was out on vacation. She went to Cancun for vacation. They closed everything up. She came back to nothing. <laughs> they didn't tell her Which anything. Is just absolutely crazy. Right. Um, yeah. 
And then we saw David and he was excited to see us. Yep. And <laughs> we got to make a segment for what did David say this time? <laughs> because it was great. We were talking. We we're having a good conversation about like what's been going on with me and talking about my foot thing. He's like, you know, my sister, <laughs> she's a badass. <laughs> she can take anything. Like she's the kind of person who like when they're in pain, she just you just don't see it on them. And and lately she's had the same like hip problems that you guys have. And she just she couldn't go on a hike with me. She got she she drank a beer and got kicked out of her her pain management clinic, which is ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Absolutely crazy. Right. Crazy. It wasn't even like that day. She had drunk like the week before. Yeah. But they was still, you know, they can still detect it in your system. He was pissed about that. And then he was like, you know, it's so unfair that you have to go through this because nice people don't deserve this. No. I was like, you're right, David. They don't. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) Yeah. It's wrong to punish people who are in pain. But he was excited to see us. Yeah. And it went well. Um. It went really well, actually, just talking to them and seeing everybody. Yeah. Well, and I think you were really anxious about having to move over and then wondering if you were going to get the help that you need. Yeah. Because in the past, we've had, like, the surgery problems Mm -hmm. where they're like, no one's giving you pain meds. Yay. No, David's the kind of guy that if I emailed him and I had that problem. Yeah. I know the nurses would hand him the... Yep. Like, I know he would get the message regardless, and I know he would do something. He would either call the, the right. you know, Dr. Sarai and be like, hey, you, you need, need to prescribe to it or, yeah. 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 No, I don't think he'll leave you, like, hanging out in the wind no. anymore, which is good. No. Nope. It was, I mean, a good week. Otherwise, yeah. physically it sucked. Yes. It was rough. Yep. Well, for everyone, apparently. Yeah. In the That's live what yesterday. I've been hearing, yeah. People were like... Is this this full moon? What's going on? Yeah, something was. Everything is a full moon now. Something was off. The last two weeks have been a full moon. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I think it was it. Just crazy. I'm pretty sure. I think so. There was a lot of editing, a lot of editing, and I loved it. But you busted them out really quick, and they were really good. Mm -hmm. Good episodes. I'm excited to see you guys' reactions to them. Yeah. Also, we need to buy hoodies and stuff for ourselves. Yes. So I was waiting on this because I wasn't sure if we had like samples coming in, but I'm definitely getting back on the app today or not the app, the site today and buying my stuff because I want it. Yeah. And I like the new design that you put out too. Is that one uploaded for Teespring Mm. yet? No, it's not on Teespring yet. Oh, we should. We should. Because I know Ruth was saying she wanted one that's just Fantastic Pains and How We Hide Them. Probably the old one. Maybe I'll ask her in, yeah. in Discord. See if you, you could you could do both because you have both, right? Exactly. Yeah. It just it's a matter of setting it up and making the prints, and then you yeah, know, not not a big deal. Easy peasy. I'll just ask her specifically what she wants, so we get you know. Right. Because I don't I don't I don't mind catering to you guys. Just let me know. Yeah. You want a design? We'll get the design. What do you want it on? <laughs> no. We got lots of stuff. I'm really excited. I love I love the backpack. Everybody does. Jen did such a good job. It it, ugh, it looks so good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, here we go. Shameless plug. <laughs> Shameful plug. Sorry. Um, if you haven't yet, go check out the Teespring. And uh, also, if you haven't yet, join our Discord. Yes, do both, please. Please. Come hang out. In fact, actually, go go to the Teespring, which is in the description below, and probably on the screen because I'm good at plugging things. <laughs> and then tell us what you think about everything in the Discord. There you go. Because that's where all my input has been coming from lately. Yes. So, or comment. I don't care. Both. 
<laughs> anyway, ¿Por your qué turn. no los dos? Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Um, I don't remember Monday like at all. Same. That's why I had to start yeah. on Tuesday. So the Monday before this last week, I went to urgent care to get fluids, right? Yes. Had an EKG. Abnormal Q was back. Yeah. So I emailed my doctor and I was like, what the fuck is going on here? This is weird. But backing up a little bit, Tuesday, I had to leave work because I went like full-blown tachycardic, just doing nothing. Like I walked in from lunch, I handed everybody their coffees, and I was standing at my desk and I was like, I feel weird. I don't know what's happening. I feel I feel really weird. And I looked down and I'm like, oh, we're at like 201, yeah. which is a, like, uh-oh territory. Yep. And so I sit down right away. I put my legs up on my rolly chair and most everybody else is just like, she good? She good? Like, she, she's, she's good. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but there were some people in there who don't understand or know the extent of my nonsense. Um, and one of them is going to be my advisory partner next year. So yeah, the one that you might have I terrified. scared the crap out of my future advisory partner. Yay. Really awesome. Um. But laying down, like I wound up like 215 plus. Yeah. It was really, really bad. And I was just so sick. I couldn't stand up. Um, I was like way hard listening to the right. I couldn't hear out of my right ear. It was just, it was gross. The whole thing was gross. And I'm sweating and I'm flushing. I'm miserable. Um, and there was just a snag at work and no one could like take me and my car home. Yeah which I am a little salty about just still. But I actually wound up calling you and was like, I am so sick. <laughs> what do we do? Yeah. Um, and then Jen was able to come get me and Diana drove my car back, which was really nice. And I rested for a little while and then I had a part two in the evening. And that was when I finally emailed my doctor and I was like, stuff is weird. And this is just, this is not okay anymore. Um, and so I got a call from the nurses on Wednesday because I worked from home Wednesday morning and then went in for PD like I normally do. Yeah. Um, Thursday, I was out all day for appointments to go see. I don't remember who else. Who all I saw. I saw. Oh, I saw my pain psych. I saw chiropractic. No, massage. And then my doctor. Yeah. And then my doctor thank god agreed that it's not my heart after another ekg which was clean of the abnormal cue which we Who knows? don't know Mystery. i have a sometimes abnormal cue yeah mm. for no reason for no reason yeah and he was like your blood pressure is low and your heart rate is high and i was like cool beans what do we do and so we're backing off on the verapamil we're going to take it twice a day instead of three times um and see if the esophageal spasms are still at bay because that that is what that one is for, but it lowers my blood pressure. Um, and then I also have it's like plasma, blood, and urine screening for, um, I don't know. Basically, he said it's really super rare, and he thinks it's probably dysautonomia like I do. Um, but there is something that would cause basically adrenaline dumps mm -hmm. or like excess adrenaline to be dumped into the bloodstream for no reason. And so we're going to do labs to see if that's what's up or if it's dysautonomic and we need to go back and see neurology. Right. Because it's time anyway. I've put it off. Um, 
Friday was a bitch, but we came over here and we talked it out and it was good. So well, we got to talk with everyone online. Yeah, I which was that. so nice. I, I was like, that. I absolutely need to communicate with people. Yeah, because he he you always ask me, you're like, are we up to shoot? And I'm like, I am. If you are, are you okay? Do you want to? Do you want to not? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was it was a very long week, and I'm very tired. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was the fun of it, and it was just weird trying to explain to people. Who were like, oh my god, I'll tell you the nurse story and then I'll be done. Because the nurse story is pretty great. Okay. So the nurse comes into the room while I'm laying on my back on the floor. Because someone whom I freaked out during lunch went and got her. And she comes in and she's like, do you want me to get my blood pressure cuff? Like, what do you need? We could call an ambulance. I think you should go to urgent care. All this stuff. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Just leave me alone. And then she's like, okay, so what do you need like right now? And I was like... A swift end? She did not appreciate that. No, she did not. No. And she looked at me after a long pause and she just goes, are you thinking about hurting yourself right now? And I was just like, and I think I laughed and I just like looked around for help because I was like somebody take over the situation because I'm gonna fuck it up really bad yeah it's gonna be bad and I was just like no <laughs> and she left and then tried to talk one of my coworkers into still calling an ambulance oh, which thank goodness they know better yeah good shit so yeah fun times I'm not enjoying feeling sick oh and I had pain management group which was interesting pain and ptsd she participated yes and it was better this time it wasn't quite so lonely because i had i even told my pain psych i was like i did not like that and here's why and she's like you're not the only one who said that to me this week and i was like okay that does make me feel better that much better yeah so yeah it was just weird It's, it's weird i don't know i still am like on the fence but it wasn't horrible no um, so yeah, let's let's move on. <clears throat> Quite. Indubitably. Indubitably. Indeed. Um, so we're going into Ellers Danlos Awareness Month. Yay. It's May. What does the it May mean to you? Zebras. Like what 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 do you what does one do for an EDS month? <laughs> we make ourselves visible. I mean that's the goal. Yes. Well, and putting it out there that like these are the weird symptoms that people miss. Because you're dealing with them like individually and not putting them together. Yeah. And so like on my Facebook and my social media, I've been posting like little infographics nice. all month. Um, not every day because I don't do that, but I try. Okay. <laughs> well, let's let's start at what EDS is and yep. then work our way down. So if we'll you don't know, Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome or EDS is a group of connective tissue disorders i think right now there are 13 mm-hmm. and last i checked it's been types. a minute since i looked yeah. at the well and they're redoing the qualifications mm-hmm. for heds which is what we both have um which is the hypermobility type um and so for us the hypermobility type is the most common type within eds mm-hmm. um and it's also one of the most difficult ones to treat because right. we are all very different, but collagen is the problem, right. essentially. Faulty collagen production, and you find collagen in every tissue, Everything. I think? Everything. 
Yeah. Yeah. So collagen is like the glue that holds your body together. And so I think we said way back when that EDS is like trying to build a skyscraper with fondant. Yes. And there you have it, EDS. So what does it mean to you? The month. The month or EDS itself? EDS itself is just, I don't don't think about it anymore, honestly. I mean, we we talk about it on the podcast, but yeah, I've gotten mostly over the imposter syndrome of it. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, you know, you don't have this. It's more like, yes, you know, you acknowledge it and you're in the yeah. background of your head. You're like, oh, yeah, no, I have that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah, it's um, fine. It's fine. It is what it is. It's fun. <laughs> I mean, it's annoying. Mm-hmm. That's what it is to me. Yes. Like I dislocated just a second ago during claps for syncing the audio and video. I threw my left shoulder out. It went like this and then went, oh, my God. Yeah, it slipped out. <laughs> Not it's all good. the way, just partially. It's only pinching a nerve. Like my elbow, yeah. which is continually activating my funny bone. So, yeah. For fun. In me time. <laughs> with, with, the, 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 with the connection issues, mm-hmm. we, ha- we dislocate, sublex, yep. hyperextend, damage the joints like no one's business. Yep. Fragile tissues, um, and that means everywhere. Mm-hmm. So fragile skin is another piece of it. So especially for like, I don't know if y'all can see anywhere on me, but like everything that happens to my skin scars. Yeah. Literally everything. And we have kind of abnormal healing. Um, and so scars don't always heal all the way. Yeah. And so there have been times where we've had to go back and like open them up or freshen the the edges so that they can close. It's true. <laughs> not not the greatest, yeah. but it's true. We don't do surgery at home. Shh. <laughs> Um, well, I was going to say something too, and I lost it. Teeth. <laughs> Home surgery. Teeth is a big one, yeah. Teeth is another one. <clears throat> I, so I have... have like three missing and two broken at the moment. I'm missing four, and I have two root canals that don't have crowns. Right. Yeah. And finding a dentist who understands EDS is impossible. So. Yes. So it's always a guilty experience when we go and they're like, yeah. what's wrong with your face? <laughs> You're like, no. Oh, and it, it's worth mentioning that it's a lifelong condition that you can't cure. Yes. It's just genetics. We make bad collagen. You can't just replace it. Right. So a lot of the time people offer like, oh, can you take collagen supplements? And we're like, Mm-mm. no, yes. I mean, you can take them yeah. and they might help in other ways. Like fish oil supplements can help in other ways. Yeah. Um, But it's not going to help your body to produce collagen correctly. Right. Because we are making collagen. We're just making Really bad collagen. Very, very flexy. It's too much, too much flexy. Yeah. Um, so with Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, uh, I think it's worth mentioning that hypermobility spectrum disorders oh, yeah, kind yeah. of fall in under there. I know not everybody agrees with that, but the distinctions are super, I don't know, subjective and clinical. Yeah. So there's a lot of times where like if I were to go get diagnosed before, I don't know. So, okay. When I got diagnosed in 2018, I was missing a bunch of criteria that I have now. Mm-hmm. So it's not that you don't have Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. It's that Ehlers-Danlos is um, notoriously hard to get diagnosed and not all doctors believe in it. Yep. That was my experience. Mm-hmm. I I got my diagnosis, but... I had to get it through a different way. Yep. Than through. Well, and now the you have one guy. two siblings who are officially diagnosed, yeah. and then now you're officially diagnosed. 
um, within your paperwork, which, ha ha, suck on that. Yeah. Non-EDS believing man. <laughs> yeah, no joke. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're, we're flexible, but that also comes with like the pots. Yep. The so full spectrum of. They, um, they call it the unholy trinity, which I really like. Um, no, it's the, the trifecta. I call it the trifecta of doom. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> that's fair. But so Eller Stanlos, mast cell activation syndrome, and um, dysautonomia, usually called just POTS, postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. Um, but they're even under all of those things. There are those are just umbrella terms yeah. for different disorders within. It all just kind of goes down. So if it has syndrome after it, it's a collection of symptoms. Mm-hmm. So. Oftentimes with EDS, not always, but a lot of the time we wind up with um, orthostatic intolerances, which can cause our blood pressure to go funky, our heart rates to go funky. Um, I get that one Syncope or fainting is another one. I get that one a lot. Yeah. Which, come to find out, doctors really hate hearing that you fainted and they hate hearing it in a like casual, super like flippant way. So if you go talk to a doctor and you're like, oh yeah, and then I fainted, they're going to be like... Excuse me, you did what? Yeah, I blacked out. I do that a lot. I'm yeah, sorry. it's pretty common. I'm just, I'm just good at getting to the floor. Yeah. So, so you have mast cell yep. activation, which is basically like a fake allergic reaction. Yes. So your mast cells tend to, so they release like mediators mm. and um, like antihistamine or no, I'm sorry, histamine. <laughs> wow. The antihistamine. You take antihistamine to kind of manage the symptoms yes. there are other ways to manage them as well but um it is kind of a faux allergic reaction and now what i'm kind of learning is it can play into the hyperadrenogenic type of pots yeah which can cause um which is really interesting this is what i just learned is that mast cell activation can release mediators that cause your blood vessels to dilate mm-hmm. and that's that contributes to the crash in your blood pressure because suddenly there's a lot more room for that blood to be not where it's supposed That's why to be. That's it gets shaky. Yeah. When, it ha- when it hits, you kind of get like wobbly. Yeah. And-, and all of the symptoms within that mast cell activation playing into orthostatic intolerance um, is that like flushing and the sweating and the shaking mm-hmm. and the nausea that comes with it and the blacking out and the tinnitus and the, and the, and the, and the. Yeah. So... Um, it's all kind of woven together. I know that they are separate conditions and you can have them separately. Yeah, yeah. But with Ehlers-Danlos, they tend to kind of all hold hands and play in the same mm-hmm. sandbox. Yeah. And beyond the stretchiness, there's the dysautonomic stuff. Yes. So And nerve issues. Yeah, oh, lots of nerve issues. I am mm-hmm. full of nerve issues. Yeah. I think and- my first medication was um, gabapentin because I had such bad nerve pain. Yeah to just start off with that was the first round yes so yeah so the dysautonomia can be essentially the word dysautonomia refers to the autonomic nervous system and its dysfunction so dysautonomia again is the really broad umbrella for a lot of different um co-occurring symptoms so nerve pain can be one of those peripheral nerve damage um, like neuropathies, small fiber neuropathies, um, quite a bit of like a lot of the things you would see within like diabetes almost mm-hmm. also. So there's a lot of like 
not just stretchy symptoms that go with that. So yep. you, when you say you have EDS and people who recognize the base form of it, they'll mm-hmm. go, oh, you're stretchy. Right. When really it's like, no, I run fevers in the middle of the night. I sweat for no reason. I uh, sometimes buckets for I, no reason. <laughs> yeah. So I'll randomly have an adrenal drop. Mm-hmm. It's my life. It's just, it's what, it is what it is. Yeah. There's so much. Yes. And the thing is, is that, and this is the really big one for Ehlers-Danlos that I like to get across, is that EDS is not as rare as they say it is. It's just underdiagnosed. It is massively underdiagnosed. Yep. Um, the woman who cut my hair like three weeks ago um, was talking to me about all of these symptoms that she had and was like, oh, wow, that sounds a lot like what you have going on. Because I was talking about my like hair and my fingernails and yeah, all of those things that are also affected. And come to find out that this woman and her daughter have a lot of symptoms. And I was like, you need to check out EDS. And that's why. <laughs> Even if it's not, please go like, look, go, go check it out. Because if someone, some, cause she was like, someone once told me I had too much collagen. And I was like, hmm, hmm. I don't think that's right, but. It might be on the right path. Here, try this. So I meet zebras constantly all over the place yeah. in the wild. Zebra being slang for people's eds yes why is that because doctors are taught to when they see certain symptoms treated like in the wild where if you saw hooves you would think horse not zebra right so if you hear hoof beats think horses not zebra. so our our symptoms could be any number of things so they mm-hmm. they don't jump to oh it's eds right well and that's that piece where it really is a collection yeah of things and again like it's a syndrome right so it's a collection of symptoms but if you're looking at those symptoms individually so easy to miss so so easy to miss they're like oh your stomach hurts that couldn't possibly be related to your dislocated shoulder right so you wouldn't but it is um and then sorry go backing up to the neuropathies um and dysautonomia um that can also affect your gut and how it functions yeah so we wind up with um GERD which is super super common I have that yep um also, like our valve doesn't function a lot, like correctly all the time. Sometimes it's hard to swallow. Um, that occurred when I had my really bad tacky mm. thing. I could not swallow. Yeah. Could not swallow. Um, which again, I was like, it's a neuropathy. Like it's a yeah, yeah. dysautonomic thing. Um, but yes. And then it can cause dysmotility, which is where your stomach is not emptying appropriately mm-hmm. or within time and so that can cause a lot of different problems and eventually can cause like gastroparesis which is i've had that yep where it all just stops moving which is great i love when that happens mm-hmm. um and you can wind up with dead pieces of intestine which you also have yeah true not um, dead dead like necrotic it's still alive it just doesn't function yep it's like no electrical signals get there mm-hmm. i want to know how much electrical plays into things because yeah. even when i flex a muscle or like go to flex it i get like this one two three flicker mm-hmm. that happens it's like an interrupted electric signal right and when i had my electric looked at in my legs they were like okay you're not like it's there all the electricity is there but it's not normal right <laughs> Um, but yes, so doctors are taught to look for the most likely solutions yeah, and not go digging for that like far out one, right. which is the zebra, but zebras do exist and we are here. So zebra month, zebra month, um, anything else we should 
touch on with Ehlers-Danlos and what that means. <laughs> we could talk ad nauseum, really. I know, really. Like, we just talk forever. Um, I had a thought. Oh, things that you can do <clears throat> to spread awareness. Because that's mm. why it's underdiagnosed. People don't know it exists. Yep. So they have the symptoms. And they could spend years trying to find the answer like we did. Right, right. <laughs> well, and we know people um, in our Discord who went 40 plus years without diagnosis. Yeah. And so it leads to a lot of like gaslighting. Within, oh, totally. Like from within also, but from within like the medical community um, and even family members can play into that when you can't figure out what's wrong with you <laughs> and you know there's something wrong with you for years and years. So we were lucky enough to be diagnosed when we were, but we still had to fight and dig and diagnose ourselves, essentially. Yeah, it took me <laughs> 30, what, 27 years to get to EDS, and there was eight years of that was dedicated to finding an answer. Because mm-hmm. it was late 2017, yeah. early 2018, Yeah, when we were like, I'm pretty sure we know what it is. Yeah. Because at first we were chasing Marfan syndrome, which actually is kind of it's included in that umbrella of connective tissue disorders. Yep. Um, and these are all genetic. Each and every one is genetic, but HEDS specifically, we do not know what the markers are. So again, it's really hard to diagnose even by genetics. So mm-hmm. generally when you see a geneticist for it, they it's a diagnosis by exclusion. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, what were we... I went backwards. <laughs> no, it's fine. I went backwards. We were talking EDS and EDS month. Yep. And what we could do to... Oh, and how to bring awareness. Yeah. Yes. Um, first of all, share these videos. Hi. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> Ugh, my soul hurts now. Um, but I think for me, it means being really open with my story. Yeah. Because that is how, that is how I've identified people out in... The real world. I was going to say, leave your ears open. Yeah. And and listen for certain mm-hmm. symptoms, like like the things we listed off. If you have someone complaining about things and you ask them, hey, do you also dislocate? Yeah. Oh, there was a kid in a gas station one day. He was standing on his... It rolled his it, ankles. He rolled up. his ankles out and was standing that way. Yep. Because I do it too. It takes pressure off the knees and the hips. Mm-hmm. It's not good for your ankles, we but I do weird, it anyhow. We stand weird. We walk weird. Yes, we do walk weird. Um. In kids, Ooh, we can get into that in a second. But yeah, I had to look at this kid and go, hey, do your joints dislocate? <laughs> Tell your parents to look into this. Mm-hmm. Here you go. We need cards. We need to be like, you might be a zebra cards. Right. And it's not like we want to run around diagnosing people, but it's... No, it's not it's like a not mission. It's not a good life to live questioning your sanity and your yeah health well i mean we basically we went through all of it yeah we've we've run the gamut mm-hmm. we did everything and if we can have other people avoid right, it, right exactly more like, power to them if we can give you some of what we got out of that really rough experience <laughs> yeah make it worth something right instead of just like years of pain for no reason yeah exactly because that's the thing is it's hard um everybody that i've come across so far um my, like my vegas buddy yeah was like I thought I was crazy and I was not doing well and you saved my butt mm-hmm. because I would never have known. Um, And they, they do. They happen in really short encounters. Like it's not like I sit down for a long period of time and I'm like stalking strangers. Right. They they pop up all over the place. 
Sorry, so, I, I want to write my ideas down before it's too late. Okay. It has nothing to do with now. Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, and then in kiddos, because what are the chances of EDS in your 50-50. bond? Yes, it is a 50-50 shot, which is really interesting to me because out of our father's six, six children, three confirmed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one other who may be like mildly affected and, yeah. in the like HSD range, but... Mm-hmm. Um, and then out of your two, out of my two, I well, it's still <laughs> it's kind of up in the air. Yeah, but um, it's like keep eyeballs, <laughs> right? Just keep. They know about it. Yeah, they know what it's like for me. And when they have symptoms or they have something wrong, they tell me. Yeah, and then I'm like, yeah, I'll yeah. write it down. Keep track of it. Well, and that's the other big one is like, make sure you're listening when your kids tell you they don't exactly. Feel good. Like I get, I get that. Like sometimes they're gonna play hooky from school and be like, ha, ha, "I don't feel good." But if your kid is like consistently complaining about something, or or if your child is consistently complaining about something for a long period of time and then it suddenly stops, yeah, because Eller Stanlos is extremely inconsistent. Oh my god, it is. Yeah, so it's a, it's a wheel. You wake up in the morning, you spin the roulette, and then you might get three or five symptoms. Right. You might get none, which would make you feel like you're crazy. Yes. So as an example, my ankles were really bothering me and my feet hurt really bad for a long time. And then finally, I set it up to go, go get them looked at. Yeah. And then they stopped hurting. Exactly. That's happened to me a lot. something else popped up. So I have a bunch of like not filled referrals because I was like, oh, yeah, it stopped bugging me and something else took its place. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's the major points. Yeah. So try and listen to the, the symptoms we talked about. Mm-hmm. And if you find somebody that you think might have it, let them know. Yeah. Just check it out. I mean, that's what we did. Yeah. I found it on a YouTube channel randomly. So. Right. Well, and another symptom that we kind of forgot to mention and glossed over is um, within the skin, there can be mm. some translucence. There can be some blood pooling or evidence of blood pooling is really common. So our like hands and feet and legs can pool blood. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one is explodey veins. Yes. So if your veins burst for no reason. <laughs> um, so we wind up with little leaky blood vessels and busted blood vessels all over. Um, and it's just because the, yeah, the tissue is thin and it is, it breaks because it breaks, we, yeah. we, we, we stretch beyond where it is supposed to stretch to. If I stretch my arms out to the sides, like if you're trying to give someone the biggest hug you can, you, my, my ball joints will start sliding out yep. and then I, the veins can start being tugged on. You can feel the veins in your yes. arm being pushed and pulled the other piece is that they get um pinched when we have subluxations dislocations and then relocations so um a lot of that can happen in the fingers and the hands so you might have blown blood vessels there um should we go over the bite and score real quick before we take a break or do you want to do no do bite and real quick okay so Eller Stanlos was and i'm hoping that these new um, guidelines. I haven't really looked yeah. to see what they are. I don't think they've been released officially. Um, they might. I don't know. I'm not an expert. Don't stop it. <laughs> stop. Just Get stop. Just, I'm just some chick in a chair. I don't know what to tell you. Um, so the 
the Biden score is one of the clinical measurements that they use to diagnose Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. Um, and it kind of measures the degree of your hypermobility. Right. It's a good test to just be like, oh, I fit this. I should go look into EDS now. Right. Or other connective tissue disorders. Anything. Yeah. It's not like, ooh, you have it. Because right, there are people right. that are just flexible and it's fine. Yeah. So one of um is, uh, oh, I can't show it on this hand. You do. It's We're backwards. I know. It's hard to show. Here uh, we go. There we way. go. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, thumb to wrist. And in our case, we can go past our wrist, but you can't really see it. Well, and it's hard to do it with your arm twisted all the way around. It's a gang sign. It's like this. Yes, EDS gang sign. Here we go. Thumb to here. If it can go, touch it or go beyond. Your thumb to your your wrist and past. If you make really weird. Yeah. Then elbows. Um. No pinkies. Oh, pinky test. Pinkies. If your pinkies go beyond ninety degrees. I will only do it on this hand because I broke this hand and it does not go that far anymore. I can still do it on the broken side, but Oof. it hurts. I never like had it like treated at all though. So I, so I had that heal naturally. So, like, the, so when your pinky goes there's 90 and then there's everything else beyond. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Ooh. Yeah. Um, and then elbows because gross. Yeah. Yours are really easy to see. Yeah. See that 15 uh, degrees. There you go right there. Yeah. It should be straight. So normal people, elbows come to like here. Yeah. Yeah. Ish. And then our elbows are like, no, (laughs) there is no end to my ability. And it's worse if I put them on the table and show you. And you count each joint as a number. Yes. Up to nine. So So, point. Yeah. Point preach. Yep. So. Then comes. um, Knees. Yep. Oh, yeah. The two knees and and then bending. Knees, I believe, is. 10 degrees? Yeah. So if you stand up and you lock your knees uh-huh. and, and then go backward, backward like, yeah. like like my elbows do. Yeah. So if your knees do like your elbows do. And then the last one is just, can you touch the ground can with you your, your palms yeah. flat on the floor? Without but bending the, your knees. Yeah. Keep so your legs straight. Can you bend over and put your palms on the floor without bending your knees? Um, and so I think it's between like five and nine is clinically significant Mm -hmm. um it also is dependent on age so if you're older and you had the ability to do those things you may still have um ehlers-danlos right you get less flexible as you age yeah you tend to lose some of that hypermobility as you age um so there is like a retrospective lens that can be used on Mm -hmm. the biden score um but yeah yeah so have fun try the biden if you if you qualify do it Maybe. on your friends. Yeah. Be See, like, hey, I got. I want to see something real quick. Yeah. I do it to people all the time. Right. Like when Autumn was on and I was like, Autumn, let me see. Can you touch your thumb to your wrist? One and of my kids was, was like, like, my hip dislocates. And I was like, do this. <laughs> Put your thumb to your wrist. And she can do it. No, and you, I was like, pinkies. You got to be a total asshole about it. She doesn't it. have pinkies. Be like, hey, come here. Do this right now. <laughs> Get it. Just... Yeah. Okay. It's like we're testing for aliens. <laughs> You're like, is he real? Is he real? He's real. He's real. That's legit. <laughs> My God. <laughs> so there's our um, quick primer on EDS and what it is and how to be a little bit more cognizant of kind of what that looks like out in the wild. Yeah. So if you yourself have Ehlers-Danlos or relate to the things that we've just kind of gone over, um, 
feel free to share this yeah. with others who may also relate to this video. And keep in mind, there, there are degrees of yes. like a spectrum. <clears throat> there are people that need feeding tubes and can't walk. Yep. There are people that can walk, but it hurts them. Yep. You still can qualify. There are yes. de different degrees to right. which this is. Which is why kind of, and I like to make this point within the podcast as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Comparative suffering is not the way. Right. No, do not do that. Um, and so if you're sitting here and you're like, well, it's not as bad as all that. Yeah, like, like Karina just did what, six out of? I think I have seven. I have seven out know, of mine. And you just have nine out of mine. Yeah. Like, well, I only have three of those. Right. Well, still, <laughs> do the rest of it and see. Right. Well, and yeah, comparative suffering is not the way. Mm -mm. So let's focus on making sure that you get the care that you deserve. Right. And accommodations. Yes. There's yeah, a lot that reasonable can change your life for the huge. better mm -hmm. by knowing. Right. Well, and even if it's not within what's qualifying as Ehlers-Danlos right now, it's still probably within that hypermobility spectrum disorder. Yeah. Which is which the thing. So. comes with a lot of the same things. Yeah. Um, and is arguably the same thing, but you know, not everybody agrees. <laughs> she didn't say that. It never happened. Go away. No, don't go away. Come back. <laughs> don't leave. I'm sorry. I love you. I'm sorry. I won't say it again. Baka. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think it might be time for a break. Maybe. Yes? Maybe just a it's little. It's getting hot in here. Yes, it is. So it's time to take off all my headphones. And then go outside. Yes. Where, Where it is also to do. hot. They need to take their meds if you've not done that. You need to drink some water. Yep. Have a snack because you deserve one. <laughs> and you are a snack. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> that that seems at everybody. Just, you know, if you're a guy and you're blushing, good. You are a snack also. I will say it. So then there you go. Oh, man. <laughs> you're a snack and you're a snack and they're a snack. Also. Everybody's a snack. If you're working on something and you need a break, let yourself rest. Yep. And it doesn't have to be forever. No, just a little break can go a long way. Yeah. And you know what? Even if you want to take your break standing, if you're like me and you got to yeah. stay in motion, just slow down for a minute and let yourself regulate. Yes. Before you get back to it. Do a self-check. Are you good physically? Yes. Are you in a bad mood? Why are you in a bad mood? Try and work through it. Yeah. Just take care of you. Yeah. That's, take care. that's the whole goal. We love you. Indeed. All right. So take care of yourself or else... I'm just kidding. Uh, and we will see you in a minute. Bye. Bye. Fantastic Pains now has merch. I know we've been promising it for a while, but it is here. Um, you can find our stuff at fantastic-pains.creator-spring.com. We have t-shirts, hoodies, leggings, wine coolers, I guess you can call them, and my very favorite backpack. So... Take a minute. Go check us out. Welcome back. How was your break? Ours was pretty good. Did you do the things? Any of the things. Just one. Did... It is appropriate if you if you did a thing. Yes. Or maybe maybe you took a thing and you made it your own thing. And that's, a, that's acceptable as well. Unless it's art. Don't do that. That's called copyright infringement. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. We're not endorsing that. Please don't. <laughs> um, we're wearing different clothes. I'm not. I washed my clothes so I could match today. I did not. I was going to ask you to. I forgot. Because <laughs> I did not. I don't know. <laughs> we are reshooting the open letter half of this because I didn't like the way the last one went. 
and I want it to yeah. be pretty and nice. It wasn't that it was bad, but it is like we want it to be pretty. Yeah. We want it to be something that you can like, this is EDS awareness. Yes. And it is polished and beautiful and serves the purpose appropriately. You guys deserve it. So yeah, here we are. Yes, absolutely. All right. So what do we need to do? Well, first we need to intro the the. The segment. The segment, yeah. Intro the segment. Intro the segment. With our gorgeous timestamp. <laughs> All right. There's so, no timestamp there. What did I call this one? So this is from those that suffer um, to the ones. Or I'm sorry. No, this is from those that suffered to the new, um, new to EDS or chronic illness. Yes. Because it applies to everything. Yeah. You know, right. Any chronic anything, you can relate. Yeah. And while we're doing it for EDS Awareness Month, we do want it to be something that is not, um, doesn't create like exclusivity. Exactly. Um, Because they are such similar experiences sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important that we make that distinction and include those with other chronic illnesses. Yep. Um, Yeah. All right. So I like the way we worded it last time. This is our like big sibling chat. Yes, this is sibling chat. Yep. What was your wording (laughs) Um, earlier? Oh, the first time we did it, Mm -hmm. it was, oh, so you found out you're chronically ill. Now what? Aha. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Number one, uh, you're not crazy. Congratulations. You actually have the problem. Yes. And you found it. It's real. Yes. Yeah. And not in your head. And don't let anyone make you think that it is or feel that it is because... It's not. Right. All right. Number two is you're not alone. Welcome to our podcast where you can be really not alone. Um, There are resources. And even though suffering can make us feel so isolated, especially from the people that we perceive to be Mm -hmm. like normal or well or healthy, um, it can shrink things and make you feel alone and isolated. Yeah. So... Make sure you find those support groups and those um, people in your life that you can lean on in different ways because not all friendships are the same either. They all serve yeah. a different purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and to that end, if you are feeling lonely, we have a Discord. Yes. Um, we plug it, but not because we want traffic or anything. We just It's a really handy tool. Mm-hmm. The community that we have built there, they're amazing. Yeah. They help us on bad days. We help them when we can. Like mm-hmm. Everyone's there for each other, and there's no... There's, there's no, no judgment. Right. There's no judgment and there's no pressure and there's no <clears throat> like things don't have to be performative or feel performative or comparative because the very last thing we want is to promote any kind of comparative suffering. Exactly. So if you stubbed your toe and it really hurt and it dislocated, feel free to complain about it. I understand that Please. one. It hurts a lot. It does. It sucks. I really don't like it. It makes my whole foot spasm. Yeah. He's seen it. My my toes go like this. And our finger does that. I mean, that's a thing that's in and of itself. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Um, number three. This is this is good. Um, it's easy to think now that you've figured out what it is, that it's a downhill slope, mm-hmm. that it's just going to get worse. There's going to be more pain. You're going to degenerate. You're going to just destroy your joints. But that's not necessarily the case. Right. The way we look at it is it's, it gets different. Yep. And it does. Um, if we look back to like three years ago for me, I was a wreck. I was bed bound. I was depressed. 
and I couldn't function daily. Like I didn't right. have the energy to. And it's what, three years later, I have yeah. a podcast. I'm up and about. Mm-hmm. I'm like the best I've been in many years. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think it's it's something super comforting also. Yeah. Like we, we definitely use it in our darker moments. Um, and most recently you had to remind me because when I hit, when I hit my wall, right? Like I hit this point of, I don't know how much longer I can do this mm-hmm. because the perception is that right now is forever. And that's not the case. Yeah. And, and it is important to know that like things get different and people are affected differently. Um, and so while it might be easy to compare yourself to somebody else with that illness, um, it's just not productive. We have, there's three of us and we've not been able to use one another as a predictor at all. No. Because A, we live different lifestyles and B, we're different people. Mm -hmm. So it does, it gets different. Maybe not worse, maybe not better, but different. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, And so number four is, this one's important to me because it just, it hits close to home. Your value is not um, wrapped up in the things that you can do for others. Um, And it's not wrapped up in the things that you can't do because of disability or pain or illness, Mm -hmm. right? You have value outside of the things that you can produce. And I think that's important, especially within our culture Mm -hmm. where everything is wrapped up in like careers and schooling and what you can do for other people and what you can be for other people and what you can get from other people. Um, Don't do that. (laughs) You have value. You have inherent value as a human person. Yeah. And nobody can take that away from you. And you have to believe that. Yeah. (laughs) That's the hardest part. Do it. You gotta believe it. Believe it right now. (laughs) Um, Oh, okay. Here we go. Um, Now that you know what, what it is, there are probably lots of different treatment options that you don't know about. Yeah. It may seem like there's only one thing like that you would assume, like, mm-hmm. you know, if we're, if we go at a joint, we think, Oh, surgery time. Yeah. That's just how we function. <laughs> but other people might not be right. So you don't have to do surgery. You can do other things. There's exercises, there's mm-hmm. PT injections, injections. Yeah. And then just other medications that might help with swelling and, and things. Yeah. yeah. Or pool therapy. Mm-hmm. That's one I've been wanting to get yeah, on. Yeah, that's a really good one. We should get on that this mm-hmm. summer. But there are lots of options. Yeah. And it may they're not cures, but they'll help improve your daily life. Absolutely. And there are a lot of options um, just outside. And I think there's a caveat to that. Yeah. Which is, don't let anyone promise you a cure. Right. It is so incredibly harmful for... I don't know. It just makes me angry. It's predatory. Yeah. It is predatory of these people to come into spaces where people are suffering and struggling and just really need help and support and love. And they come in and they take advantage and they promise you this magic cure. And I guarantee you, if it was a magic cure, it would be all over the place. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So don't be taken in um, and be careful who you trust because other pts like we we know pt pt can be a wonderful option but used wrong 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've damaged myself for eight years. Yeah. I damaged myself doing PT because we didn't know that I had an actual problem. Mm -hmm. So I was pushed really hard into doing certain exercises and they all tore up my my shoulders and my hips yep. to pieces. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, do research. Yes. Get more than one opinion, too. Absolutely. Definitely. Well, and I think that goes into the next one, which is um, number six. Prevention is key, um, especially within Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. We tend to be a little more reckless, oh, yes. I think, as a whole, because everything causes some kind of pain or yeah. damage or hurt. Right. Um, but there are things that you can do kind of routinely and preventatively. Mm. Like for me, that became working with a um, personal trainer to work on the muscle stability. Yep. And yeah, just helping to keep my body together with the muscle. Uh, but I know there are a lot of other preventative things as well. Some people use chiropractic. Um, be careful about that one. <laughs> yes. Um, let's see what else. There's massage is wonderful, mm -hmm. especially if you're like us where we have sticky spider um, <laughs> fascia. <laughs> <laughs> arachnoidosis ditis yeah. i don't have that but my my yeah my myofascial blah 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 sticks to itself and, and so i have really bad um just everything grabs onto everything else and yeah. it becomes like scar tissue almost can you consider uh, like uh, mobility aids a preventative measure yes oh absolutely so yeah braces uh crutches yeah um a, a cane. wheelchair or a cane yeah, yeah. Absolutely. There are times where um, like I've I've injured an ankle and so I will brace the ankle and brace the knee. Right. And then go out that way because I know that one thing is going to throw out something else and you have this kind of cascade effect. Yep. So if you can prevent other things from being affected by an injury, do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the next one is really important. <laughs> um when you start looking for, I guess, not not necessarily an answer, but even even then, um, you're going to get opinions from doctors. Team. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if you feel like they're not in your best interest, feel free to move on. They're just people. They're, yes. do they're doctors, but they're people. Mm -hmm. And not all doctors are going to have, like, I guess, your interest right. in their minds. They'll well, have um, an agenda or yeah. <laughs> very strong opinions on things that... Or have biases yeah. that are not reasonable. And mm -hmm. I think we, we've seen this within COVID where yeah. people are like, oh, wearing a mask is bad. Or, oh, the uh, injections are bad. And people have lost their jobs over these things. Mm -hmm. But I think that's the clearest look we've had as a society. But absolutely, there are people out there who may not believe, even in your condition, not yeah. so much that they don't believe you. They may not believe in your condition. Right. Um, which has happened to us. Mm -hmm. So it's okay to find a new doctor. Yes. And to keep looking. Yeah. Um, I've seen, I think I've had five or six primary cares now. Mm -hmm. um, and I had to find them. Yeah. You know, I was extremely lucky yeah. when I um, found my doctor yep. because he has been phenomenal since 2018 when we got the diagnosis. And yeah. He, even though he didn't know a lot about it, he was absolutely willing to learn and to learn with me and to include me as part of the care team. Which right. You had is a voice. Vital. It is vital that you have a voice in your own care. 
So make sure you find someone who's going to allow you to be involved because odds are, especially with EDS, if you've been diagnosed later in life, you've been researching this stuff for a long time. Yep. For a long time. And I'm not talking like WebMD. <laughs> no, no. But doctors may treat you like you've been out WebMDing things mm -hmm. and that it's important to know that like these are care providers and they they do work for you. Yeah. <laughs> so if you don't like your team, build a new one. Find a new one. You are allowed. Mm -hmm. And when they like, I don't know if people ask. Have people asked you? No, I've done I've done tons of it. I've they'll, they'll ask me, why did you leave this last place or why didn't you? Yeah, work yeah. With them? And I'll explain it. Yeah. You know, I'll be out front. But that's what I was going to say, because I, I think I've been pretty honest about like when I ditched my neuro and I ditched mm -hmm. my um who else did I ditch? I ditched basically everybody honestly <laughs> I like nixed everyone and made a new team because they were making me crazy yeah and it was actually my primary who was like did you know you could get a different one mm -hmm. and I was like oh okay <laughs> that's eye-opening yeah especially to have a doctor tell you that you can have a different one we yeah. should move into 10 and in, right now okay um yeah, absolutely. That goes into um, this is the hill that I will die on. It's going to be written on my gravestone. Yep. Um, explicit communication. Um, as someone who is chronically ill, our needs are not always apparent um, to others. And it may be hard to be vulnerable with people. Mm -hmm. So it becomes really important that you know how to get your needs met appropriately um, without putting yourself or others through unwanted, like emotional turmoil. Right. Right. Um, and especially for us to like avoid the hinting because oh, that's God. a game I don't play mm -hmm. ever at all. I will not hint and I will not take hints. <laughs> I do not accept them here. No. Um, so communicate explicitly, practice saying what you mean and meaning what you say every time. Mm hmm. And I guarantee you, no matter what it is that you need to say, there is an appropriate way to communicate it explicitly. Yeah. So even though it may seem like, well, if I said that, it would be rude. But do you need to say it? Yeah. <laughs> um, and maybe you don't say it that way, but communicate explicitly. Make sure that your needs are um, being presented in a way that others can clearly and easily pick up on. Yeah. Well, and they'll learn, too. Yes. Once you start doing it, people will learn to take you for your word and mm -hmm. they'll take it more seriously. Like yeah. when you say something like, okay, yeah. And that's important because sometimes as someone who's chronically ill, you just want to be left alone. Mm -hmm. But someone may take that to be like attention seeking maybe, right. or like maybe you need something, but you're, you don't want to say it. So I'm going to like, are you yeah. sure you want to be alone? Yeah. So. The more you practice it, the more other people are going to be like, oh, okay, they just need to be alone. Cool. We're moving yeah. on. Um, where did we leave? Oh. Now we are on. Don't limit yourself. Aha. Yes. This is important because your illness doesn't, not only does it not define you, it doesn't define what you're able to accomplish or do or participate in. Um, don't ever tell yourself you can't. There's going to be mm -hmm. a way for you to be able to accommodate. Um, but don't limit yourself because you're going to find yourself missing out on a lot. And which is not good for your mental health. No. And that's part of my like 
whole thing is I have massive FOMO. So I'm like, I will abuse the body to no end Mm -hmm. just to make sure that I'm not being left out of something that I wanted to do. Um, But as I'm getting older and we're practicing these skills more, we find that there's almost always a way to accommodate what you need. Yeah. And I think that goes into that explicit communication piece, too, because absolutely for me, a lot of like I used to have a lot of anxiety around like attending family functions. Mm -hmm. And then I learned that that would it was easier for me and better for me to know that I could escape. Mm -hmm. And so. I would drive myself, but I had to fight to be able to drive myself. Yes. Right. Um, And use that explicit communication and be able to say, look, it makes me anxious that I can't leave when I need to leave or I feel like I can't leave when I need to leave. Um, And that spins me up and then I want to leave sooner. Exactly. You stay longer when you have the option. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and another thing, another tool you can use that's Mm -hmm. like that is the weather dependent Yes. Make plans uh, weather dependent, meaning if you're capable. Mm-hmm. This happened to me this week. Um, Harper yeah. invited me to go to a movie yesterday. Yes. And I was going to go. I was gung ho to go. But mm-hmm. then we started yesterday morning and I just couldn't. Yeah. So I messaged him and I was like, look, man, I can't do it. I'm not blowing you off. I'm sorry. Yeah. He's like, no, I get it. But you explicitly even said, yep. I don't want you to think I'm blowing you off. Yeah. I really just don't feel good. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think he was like, <laughs> I was going to cancel anyway. <laughs> He went. He went to it anyway. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, isn't that one of the things he said? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. It was like, I invite people to things I'm already doing, so I'm already going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Weather dependent. That's kind of a funny one for us because <laughs> the barometrics absolutely affect things. So it is both metaphorically and literally true that we are weather dependent. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> don't feel like you're crazy when the weather comes around and you feel worse yeah. and you're flaring up and you're not sure why. Um, Cause there's a lot of that. You get to do the fun one. Ooh, I'd get to do the fun one. This is my favorite one. Ready? You are loved. You are loved. Just like you have that worth beyond what you can produce or what you can do. You are worthy of love. Mm-hmm. First of all, and you are loved. There are people who care very dearly about you. Um, and we care very dearly about you and we hope that you, um, can accept that yeah. and feel that because I don't know about you, but I can remember spaces where, or times in my life when maybe I wasn't able to hear that, mm-hmm. but you are loved. Yes. And if you can't accept it now, hopefully sometime in the future, you will be able to accept it and revisit this maybe, yeah. um, just to hear again that. You are loved. We love you. And that's that's our our whole spiel for the uh, the uninitiated. Yep. So that's <laughs> our our ten things from the chronically ill to the baby chronically ill. Right. Um, moving on, our next section is actually to those that matter from the chronically ill. So this section will be for um, partners and friends and. The people you really care about and want to um, kind of give them an idea of what it's like to be chronic ill, chronically ill um, and how to work with you through that mm-hmm. and maintain those relationships. What is our first one? Oh, our number one. Mm-hmm. Um, this is very important. Uh, having a chronic illness is draining. Absolutely. Uh, super draining. Mentally, physically, 
emotionally emotionally especially emotionally yeah. draining because mm-hmm. you're dealing with it all the time right no matter what you do you are in some way or shape or form yeah. dealing with it imagine having like it runs in the background at all times yeah and it drains your battery mm-hmm. that's that's a good analogy yeah. like that. <laughs> like that's how that goes battery. yeah um yeah no having a chronic illness is exhausting um and on top of that masking a chronic illness yes is exhausting um, and when I say masking, I mean those of us who are invisible or who look healthy from the outside, um, a lot of that is masking. A lot of that mm-hmm. is our efforts to maintain norm- normalcy, I guess, Yeah. Um, within spaces with people who are um, well or otherwise healthy for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep exhausting um the second one is super interesting i like this one a lot because especially with eds and this may be the case for some other chronic illnesses as well Mm -hmm. our symptoms kind of flip-flop on a dime um and they change kind of just based on the day so i like to say that for eds we wake up in the morning and we get to spin this wheel and we get like i don't know like five or six Mm -hmm. complaints that we get to work with for that day yep Um, So changes in complaints are normal um, and are not attention seeking or like moving on to something else. Right. So if if the person in your life has a problem they complain about, it could go on for weeks or months and then just disappear. Yep. Because something else has come up, another pain or it's fallen to the wayside. Yep. So it's not like they just got better. It's just everything has changed. Yes, absolutely. Um, For an example to that, I went through a period where my feet and my ankles were just absolutely awful. And I was like, I can't stand it one more day. Um, and so I made an appointment and they did x-rays and they were like, oh, it looks pretty normal, but let's have you do an MRI. And then by the time it was time to schedule the MRI, I was like, my feet are fine. <laughs> I got other things I'm worried about now. Mm-hmm. It happens a lot. Yes. It is the common occurrence. Yeah. And it can be discouraging for the person with a chronic illness because we experience a lot of um, imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. around being chronically ill and especially appearing otherwise healthy. Mm -hmm. So you want to go into imposter syndrome a little bit? Sure. Um, So imposter syndrome is (laughs) the bane of my existence. Um, So we generally as a society and this generation especially has kind of used imposter syndrome to express Um, not feeling qualified for something that you're getting or the job that you're doing or things like that in Mm -hmm. um, social or professional spaces. But when we say imposter syndrome, what we are referring to is the thought that comes around, um, especially for us, um, around maybe we're not ill. Right. <laughs> maybe we are faking it. I don't know. We can go months of being in pain and have one good day mm-hmm. and then assume your brain will just assume that you're fine and yep. that you've probably been faking it the whole time. Right. Like, oh, I woke up this morning and I didn't hurt so much. Mm-hmm. Clearly, everything else up until this point has been a lie that I told myself. Or someone could say something that could right. really invalidate you mm-hmm. and make you doubt yourself. Right. Well, and it's hard because especially with EDS, we have such a hard time getting a diagnosis Yeah, that we hear a lot of no's before we ever hear the yeses. Yep. Um, and then the yeses 
are questioned continually because all of those no's kind of echo in your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, for us, my favorite example, and I'm sure your favorite example as well, is we've all had surgery. Well, we've all, we've both had <laughs> yes. surgeries. Um, and in each surgery and independent of one another, mm-hmm. we didn't know the other was thinking this way until we kind of came together. Yep. Um, when I had my shoulder done, my first surgery, I assumed that they cut me open, nothing was wrong, and they sewed me right back up and pretended just mm-hmm. to shut me up. Um, yeah, I've had that for every surgery. Yes. I, like you come to and that's your first thought is, yeah. oh, well, I guess they didn't do anything. Right, right. Especially because it doesn't hurt as much as like people made it out to mm-hmm. hurt. Yeah. Um, so for us, we're like, take lots of pictures of the inside of me, please, because... Otherwise, I won't believe that you performed anything. It's that bad. Yeah. It's you can literally believe something you know is not true. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's mental gymnastics mm-hmm. for sure. Oh, yeah. My next one. Mm. <clears throat> um, when we're in the the throes of pain or depression, depending mm-hmm. on what it is, um, both. you can feel it can feel like it lasts forever and it has always been going on. Right. Um this happens to me a lot. <laughs> if I have a bad day and I'm laying in bed and I'm trying to figure out what to do about it, what I can do, it just drags on mm-hmm. forever, mm-hmm. which makes me seem impatient, I guess. Like I, I can come across as more flippant. I don't I don't but know it, that I could speak to that because no. I'm very much you. You're very contained. Yeah. Well, I'm very much the same way. Like, oh, yeah. For no, me. When I'm having a really bad time, that's the point where I'm like, question yeah. everything and go, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. How am I going to make it another year, much less into retirement? I'm going to not be able to work anymore. Yeah. And it does. It feels like forever. And it is in that moment that experience is all there is. Yep. And so all the good stuff before disappears mm-hmm. from sight. And just like with imposter syndrome really it's that like mental gymnastics that we go through where we're like this is forever it has always been and it will always be Mm -hmm. and it can be extremely discouraging um to kind of fall into that and so it's important to be aware of that and maybe depending on your relationship gently remind them that nothing is forever and things will change and get different the reminder does help at least for me well and for us and but i think if someone else said it to you right you have to have that rapport right because i think if the wrong person said it to me i might just lose my mind <laughs> it's and true be like oh it's not forever be like right you have well, no you can, idea you can also approach it <laughs> a little differently like right you know yeah. presenting it as the the current moment will pass mm-hmm. but right well and that's kind of how we do with one another mm-hmm. where we're like buddy this <laughs> is right now and it's not forever and yeah. it'll be okay exactly um oh it's my turn turn. i'm so sorry um along with kind of understanding and maybe reminding them that it's not forever um you can offer suggestions on things again depending on your relationship with that person Mm -hmm. because there's two kind of versions we have here we have like what jen does right where she Mm -hmm. runs through her like list of I don't know, hierarchy of care Mm -hmm. needs, right? Um, And then you have like, well, did you try this? Well, did you try that? Mm. Well, have you done this? Have you done that? Like, did you take Tylenol? Right. 
that's not so helpful. No. But what Jen does is a little bit different. Right. Where... She has like a, a list of like increasing increasing measures to help me get through the bad times. Yeah. Um, it usually starts with something small, mm-hmm. you know, like, did you take your meds? Did you drink water? Like, how are you feeling? Mm-hmm. You're not, not so much accusing me of anything. But, right. But getting a measure. Yeah. To yeah. see where I'm at. Um, then we go up to comfort foods. Yeah. Which I love. <laughs> it's my my favorite fa- phrase uh-huh. when we can't we do comfort foods. Um, and then sometimes it'll just be having her near me, but not interacting. Right. Parallel need, play. Yeah. I, I don't want to be alone, but I don't want to be interacting with people right because in those bad times this is i think it's important to note in those bad times because it is so draining um it takes a massive effort to a make decisions and b mm-hmm. like converse about things um and answering questions is it can be really frustrating and yeah that's where you might see your chronically ill person um kind of flare a temper at times uh, Cause I know I do, I get like unreasonably angry mm-hmm. <laughs> when people try to ask me questions when I'm in pain <laughs> or just shut down because they don't yeah. want to get angry. Right. Right. Or isolate and mm-hmm. things like that. But yeah, there are things that you can do and offering just your support and your presence can be immensely helpful and kind of change the, I don't know, the self narrative mm-hmm. for that person. Oh yeah. Um, cause it's easy for us to kind of fall into like, well, I'm alone and nobody can help me because obviously nobody can help you with like, that's my favorite go-to on. phrase in my head when nobody when can help me anyway, like, there's no point to anything. No one can help me. Yeah. Which is not true. Right. But, and those moments do pass, but in the moment it's important to acknowledge the feeling yep. and not judge it so much. Mm-hmm. So is it my turn now? It is your turn. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. So along with that, um, <laughs> I have to reread it again just to make sure I say it right. Um, allowing the person to hurt or feel bad without expectations. Yeah. Yep. So that that's pretty much what we said almost. Already. Yeah. So um, and this one kind of goes into that, like. Masking can rear its ugly head here, too, because mm-hmm. we can feel pressured to feel better. Right. Right. Or like. If someone is trying to like fix us or we perceive it to be someone is trying to fix us mm-hmm. and that our experience is an inconvenience. Then we'll try to to mask up and right, we'll be like, be ha I'm fine now. Yeah, Thank that, you. Exactly. <laughs> right. Um, but we're going to feel safer and we're going to appreciate it more if you come to that table with empathy and without expectations. Yes. And you let us kind let of. Let them know. Yeah. Let let us feel the way that we need to feel and acknowledge that feeling and validate that feeling um, without any expectations to mm-hmm. like suck it up or move on. Or right. Feel <clears throat> better right away because mm-hmm. we'll mask it or we'll oh, yeah. get angry <laughs> or both. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um. Um, this kind of goes into spoon theory. Oh, yeah. And um, weather dependent. Yes. So do you want to explain weather dependent first? Okay, weather dependent is a system that I didn't come up with. People have been using it for years, but it's something that I've adopted. Yeah. Um, For making plans in the future with my friends, I don't want to limit myself to not doing activities. Right. And I don't want them to stop inviting me to things. Mm -hmm. So we make plans weather dependent. Like there was a movie I was supposed to see yesterday Mm -hmm. that was weather dependent. 
Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't able to do it because I was out of energy and I was in a lot of pain. But I was able to tell Harper, the friend, be like, I can't do it today. I'm sorry. And he understood. Like, right. he knows that I'm not blowing him off, but that I was yeah. doing what's best for me in that situation. Right. So setting things up with an out um, yes. is huge. Like, making sure that that person has a method of kind of gracefully bowing mm -hmm. out because... There's no pressure that way. Right, exactly. And, like, the last thing we want to do <clears throat> is come off as flaky. Mm -hmm. Like, because that's not at all what's going on. So kind of offering that out in the very beginning makes it safer yeah. to accept those invitations and try to be there. Well, and it makes it makes me more willing to try it. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. just knowing that I can get out. It's like we said earlier. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, and that kind of goes into spoon theory and what that is. Not everybody uses spoon theory. Mm. Some people use different um, analogies or methods, but spoon theory is pretty widely accepted. Um, and it's essentially that the idea that you wake up with a certain number of spoons every morning, mm -hmm. right? I think in the analogy, it's 12. Yeah. And so imagine waking up with 12 spoons every morning. But here's the thing. Every activity is going to cost you. Mm -hmm. So taking a shower, there's a spoon gone, right? Um, eating breakfast is a spoon, mm -hmm. right? You wouldn't think about these things necessarily as costing a lot of energy, mm -hmm. but for a chronically ill person, they can. They can right. cost a ton of energy just to get up and take a shower. A shower is several mini tasks rather than one task. Mm -hmm. So um, depending on where you are, ow, <laughs> no. sorry friends. <laughs> can't sit cross-legged anymore it's not nice um depending on where you are with how you're feeling uh it could cost more spoons or fewer spoons mm -hmm. um to complete those activities and so by the end of the day you're you're you've lost a lot of spoons yeah. to just basic daily tasks um and for those of us who work it can be extremely draining and then to add other things on top Mm -hmm. um, generally what happens is known as spoon Good debt, debt yep. which is where I live. I live in spoon debt. It's lovely. Um, spoon debt is when you are essentially borrowing energy from the next day. And then once you've borrowed those 12 spoons from the next day, you're borrowing from the next day and mm -hmm. the next day and the next day. And it takes rest. Rest is the only way to recoup some of those spoons mm -hmm. and to kind of ease that spoon debt and that fatigue because fatigue can be a really major factor. Yeah. Very much so. Yes. <laughs> Did I hit that one okay? Or yeah, that was go great. On? Good. No, I loved it. Uh, but um, Eight. We're on eight? Yep. Oh, I thought we were on isolation. Oh, I'm sorry. Yep, you're right. Because otherwise it would be you. Aha. Uh -huh. I don't know why I did both. Oh, it's because spoon theory was like a mini topic. That's yeah. why. Haha. -ha. Um, so the next one is kind of going with that draining piece and we've kind of hit a lot of the ideas leading up to this which mm -hmm. i think it's a good thing that we kind of hit all of that beforehand yeah but having a chronic illness can be extremely isolating and lead to and i really love this term is chronic loneliness um because it is it's it's extremely lonely to be an ill person in a world that is not made for us mm -hmm in a world that expects a lot from us and 
when we go through the world and we participate in the systems that are in place, we are, um, sorry, I just lost hearing. (laughs) Dang it. EDS. Not for kids. Oh my God. Okay. (laughs) So when we go through the world as an ill person, it's hard to spot other ill people. It's hard to see the suffering all around us. Everyone's masking. Yeah. Because we're all masking to try to participate in these systems that exist. And it's lonely. It's extremely lonely to feel like the only ill person in the room. Mm -hmm. It's extremely lonely to think that no one is going to understand the effort that it takes for you to participate in those systems. Um, It can even happen within the communities of chronic illness. Yes. You'll have symptoms that you feel are are yours and yours alone. Mm -hmm. And that just like puts a barrier between you and other people. Like they couldn't understand, Mm -hmm. you know, which I mean, part of our mission as fantastic pains and how we hide them is to start peeling back the hiding them piece Mm -hmm. and um, expose some of that suffering so that we can feel a little bit less alone. But for you, the ones that matter, it's important for you to know that we are lonely Mm -hmm. and we need your love and your support. Uh, And you are an extremely important piece in that. Very much so. Yeah. Well said. Thank you. (laughs) I'm going to intro it and you're going to take over. (laughs) (laughs) So along with all of everything you said, Mm -hmm. it should kind of be, it should be built on explicit communication, meaning say what you mean and mean what you say. Yeah. There's there's no hinting. There's no roundabout talk. Mm-hmm. The best way to, to communicate with someone with chronic illnesses and, and have them respond is just be straightforward. If you have a question or something, mm-hmm. just ask it. Yeah. There's no harm. Right. If, if you're overstepping your bounds, they'll let you know. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think everything that we've said so far kind of scaffolds itself. Mm-hmm. Right. So adding in that explicit communication is going to give your chronically ill person room to be themselves and to express their needs and to better have their needs met um, in social spaces, which is hugely important because it's not always easy Mm -hmm. to tell people what you need and when you need it and how you need it. Yeah. So um, the more explicit you can be and the more explicit you can encourage them to be the more understood each of you is going to be mm-hmm. um an explicit communication is like that hill that i'm going to die on for sure that is that is my baby right there <laughs> communicate explicitly mm-hmm. um because yeah it's hard it's hard to get your needs met and as somebody who maybe is a caretaker or a friend to someone who's chronically ill you may not always understand the motivations or the experiences mm-hmm. And so being able to just explicitly ask those questions and explicitly kind of guide them to, I don't know, identifying their needs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kind of help them get to where they need to be. Right. And help them feel safe. Yeah. And that's, that's a big piece is that safety and explicit communication provides a predictability and a structure to those relationships that is immensely comforting. Mm -hmm. 
And with that comes active listening too. Yes, absolutely. Making sure that you hear what they say mm -hmm. and assuming that they're being explicit, that they, they are telling you exactly what they need when they need it. Yes. Yes. And yeah. And it, it helps to cut out that guessing game piece because mm -hmm. sometimes you're like, oh, did they bail because they don't like the person I'm dating or right. did they bail because whatever, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. It's easy to read into situations um, even if there's nothing there. Yeah. So explicit communication helps to cut out all of that, which is great and helps save spoons. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because when you're in spoon debt, the last thing you want to do is play guessing games yes. or because social social energy takes spoons. Yes. Social and emotional energy absolutely drains spoons mm -hmm. for sure. You're on our very last one. Oh, <laughs> I like this one, too. Remind them of their worth outside of what they can give you. Mm -hmm. So it goes with like expectations and yeah. And the other piece we were saying before. Yeah. But they they need to know they have value to you. And mm -hmm. just as they are. Yes. That you care about them, not because they can do something for you or because they mask really well. Right. Or, yeah. Like that, that person needs to know and wants to hear that they have implicit value mm -hmm. to you and to others just because of who they are rather than what they can do or how productive they can be or activity. Because mm -hmm. um, it's easy to get down on yourself when... When you can't make it to all of the yeah. things, right? And you're not sure if everyone understands why. And mm -hmm. Well, it'll, it helps build a safe space too that way. Yes, absolutely. The trust can be built. And yeah. it's, imagine like you have chores to do, you don't get them done. And then mm -hmm. suddenly you're down on yourself. Yeah. And you're worried that your friend or your family is going to come down on you for it. Right. That's, right. that's all internalized. That's coming from them mm -hmm. alone. So letting them know that beyond that, that you care mm -hmm. helps a lot. Right. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, and in building that safe space, you're going to allow them to take that mask off. Yeah. And again, that saves spoons and it's going to improve your relationship immensely. Mm -hmm. And it's going to improve their um, their engagement in that relationship immensely. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we've hit our last one there. Yep. Um, I really hope that this was in informational but also that it helps you to better it gives you a new lens yes. to look at your chronically ill person mm -hmm. it allows you to see things from a different angle yeah um and really again like our our goal has always been to expose that suffering and i think if we are creating safe spaces for people who have chronic illnesses mm -hmm. we're going to start seeing ourselves in more people yeah i think that's it i think so we've done it so um thank you for coming along i hope that you got something out of this um and to our chronically ill friends i hope we did you proud and that this was useful and you're able to send it to somebody you mm. care about um if there's anything that we left out that you wanted to touch on let's move the conversation to the discord yeah absolutely um hop on there and we'll, we'll do episode discussion about it i'm sure yeah. but it's a it's a, a good tool to add on to this which is mm -hmm. a good tool yes. so well and even if you don't yourself have a chronic illness feel free to join our discord mm -hmm. there's um just wonderful i can't ever say it enough 
how amazing the people are. Yeah. Like they are fantastic and just just kind and lovely. Mm-hmm. Understanding. Um, yeah, absolutely. And it's a space without judgment and you can ask questions and Yeah, ask freely. Yes, absolutely. And please don't ever feel like you can't ask questions. Like always ask questions. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't understand something, odds are it's going to be a road, like a, I don't know, a bump in the road. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. At some point. (laughs) For sure. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming along. I'm really glad that we got to do this and give it um, that second try. Yeah. For all of you, because we really wanted to do it the right way and Mm -hmm. have it be something that we can put out there and be proud of. Yes, sir. Yeah. Which I think we did. Fingers crossed. <laughs> but like I said, we'll move to Discord. We've got yeah. all bases covered. Yes. So where can they find us? Aha. You can listen to us anywhere you can find um, podcasts except for Apple. Never Apple. <laughs> Not Apple. Um, you can watch us on YouTube. You can also see some silly stuff on TikTok. And then, of course, there is our Discord. Mm hmm. Did I miss anything? No, that's everything. Awesome. Oh, yes. And find us on Teespring. Oh, yeah. It's in the description. Get some of our plug, merch. Plug, plug, plug. Um, and then let us know if there are other things that you would like to see on merch in the future. Yes. We are still working on the turtle. <laughs> turtle design's incoming. Yes. And I really want to get a design for a haunted body. Like, my body is a haunted house. Yeah. I think that'll be a fun one. <laughs> All right, my friends, thank you so much for hanging out with us. I really hope that we did you proud on this one. We're really excited. I really like the episode so far. So fingers crossed. Um, And I think until next time, be good to you, be good to others, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.